everybody. We are back, RWV Live. I'm Chesley, and I'm here with Pastor Mary Jane Pigeon, and we're so glad you've joined us. We have been really enjoying this uh, this Thursday afternoon Bible study Amen. time for everybody to just get a dose of God's word for the day and um, just really dig deep. And, and uh, we've been discussing the power of prayer and we've talked about a quote that says, the life of the church is the highest life and its office is to pray. Amen. So we have to remember that um, we're not fighting against flesh and blood. We're fighting against spiritual powers. And we do That's that true. through prayer. And when we know the word of God, when we're confident in the word of God, we can do that. And it's, a, it's an important part of our lives as Christians and we can actually change our lives, our atmosphere, and we can change the world doing so. So Pastor Mary Jean and I are gonna get into some, Amen. Uh, some good scriptures and uh, have a good afternoon. Amen. <laughs> I'm glad to be here, Miss Chessie. <laughs> well, um, I was reviewing our last, um, last week's program to see where we left off. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if the ladies know, but you can go back. You don't, if you don't catch it live, you can go back and pull it up yes. on Facebook, YouTube. You can view them on Facebook, yeah. YouTube, and actually through the website as well. Or something we said might have been so powerful <laughs> that you'd want to hear it again. Amen. So anyway, um, uh, we just wanted to encourage you about that, that if you miss it live on a Thursday, mm -hmm. you can pull it up that night or the next day yes. and, and hear what we said. And last week we had stressed a lot out of 2 Thessalonians 1, 10, 11, and 12. And we were, I really believe that that's, as we gather together on Thursdays, that's what the Lord would have us believe Him for, mm -hmm. for us. Um, that when Jesus comes to be glorified in His saints, this is first, Second Thessalonians 1.10, when Jesus comes to be glorified in His saints and to be admired in all them that believe, because our testimony among you was believed in that day. Now the glorified there means to be esteemed, honorable, and of high, re, high uh, repute. And admired means to wonder at and marvel and to feel respect and approval for. Wow. So the world should be marveling at us mm -hmm. in the church. Amen. And maybe they are, but for the wrong reasons, I don't know. But <laughs> <laughs> the world should, be, should marvel that there's a peace in our lives that yeah. they don't know, that there's a lack of fear in our lives that mm -hmm. they don't know, but it's because we know the Word of God. Yes. And that's what the, Jesus wants to be glorified in His saints, mm -hmm. and that's you and I. And He wants to be shown strong. Second Thessalonians 1, 11 and 12 says, Wherefore, this was the prayer, because of that call of being glorified and admired, Paul prayed this, We also pray always for you that our God would count you worthy of this calling and fulfill all the good pleasure of his goodness and the work of faith with power. Mm. So God wants to count us worthy of this calling. What's the calling? That when Jesus comes, he's glorified and admired in his saints. Amen. That they see Jesus in, in us. Yes. And he says, um, and the prayer was that, that God would count us worthy of this calling and fulfill the good pleasure of his goodness and the work of faith with power, that the name of our Lord Jesus Christ may be glorified in us and we in him, according to the grace of our God and the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. And we noticed last, that this is a calling. Mm -hmm. So um, 
you might consider it, you might not realize it, but this is a calling. You know, it, it takes me back to um, Genesis. I always go back to Genesis. <laughs> I always get a running start. Yes. I always go back to Genesis. It takes me back to Genesis, though, where it says God rested from his work and he, he, um, he, he sent his word out to cause things to happen that he chose to have happen. Mm-hmm. So that the calling was, uh, it, it, it says when he, um, he, his work was his deputyship. Mm-hmm. He deputized his word and that was his occupation. Mm-hmm. He sent the occupation of God in, in chapter one of Genesis was to um, uh, create. He created the earth by speaking the word of God. And then he rested from that. And that was his occupation. Mm-hmm. Our occupation actually is to speak the word of God. Amen. And our calling is to be glorified and admired in him. Mm-hmm. It's, not, it's not what we think our occupation right. is. Mm-hmm. And it's just recognizing that the word is alive. It's a yeah, living it thing. And so when we speak it out, it that living word goes mm-hmm. out and does what it God was, says it was it created do, to do. Yeah. It performs his will. That's true. You know, there's a, I go back to this a lot, but it really spoke to me and it really helped me um, when Jesus calmed the storm mm-hmm. and he rebuked the winds mm-hmm. and he said, peace be still to the waves. The word rebuke there means to, part of it is superimpose. Mm-hmm. So basically, when you and I speak the word, Mm -hmm. that's what Jesus did. He said, peace, be still. He rebuked the winds and said, peace, be still to the waves. He superimposed his will on that water and that wind. Wow. (laughs) And brought it into order, which is what we're going to look at today. Mm -hmm. In the order of the kingdom, the harmony of the universe, he brought it into order. And that's what we've been sent to do. We're to bring order, the kingdom order. Thy kingdom come, he said. Thy will be done on earth as it is in in heaven. And so uh, we're to be bringing that order on every circumstances. And it may be years before the the manifestation of our bringing order shows up. Mm -hmm. You know, like raising kids. (laughs) It may be when they're 30 that that shows up, but still... If you speak it and don't speak against it after that, mm-hmm. it's left out there to do its job. Yeah, the don't word speak is. against it. Yeah, don't speak <laughs> against it. Uh, well, I go, I go back to, and I've said this many times too, the Lord, when I was learning not to speak against myself, he, he said, you're not saying anything bad and that's good, <laughs> but you're not saying anything good and that's bad. So don't just not speak against it. Keep speaking the good. Amen. Because good will overcome evil. Would you say that when we're talking about speaking God's word and and superimposing his will over any situation, that that starts sort of in ourselves and then in our home and then outside of that, just kind of like an order of flow like that? Well, you know, when we were first brought forth as human beings, he said, let us make man in our image after the image of God. He created them male and female. He created them. And then he said, be fruitful, multiply, replenish and subdue. Subdue and take dominion. And I like to always say, if you're going to be fruitful, multiply and replenish, you better learn how to subdue and take dominion (laughs) or the devil will come take it away from you. That's true. You know, you need to learn how to subdue and take dominion if you're going to be fruitful. But we're called to be fruitful and Mm -hmm. multiply and replenish the earth. 
And so speaking that word is how we do it. So um, the next, uh, so that, that the name, the reason we want to honor this calling and fulfill it is that the name of our Lord Jesus Christ may be glorified in us and him in us. We in him and him in us. And according to, and we saw last week that according to was a real strong dominion word. Mm-hmm. And that according to, at the, at the same dominion that we allow grace in our lives, it's going to take the grace of God for you and I to fulfill that calling. Yeah. Right? Yes, absolutely. So um, thank you, Jesus, that you've given that he, oh, I just thought of this. He makes all grace abound to us. Yes. Amen. That always having all sufficiency in everything, we have an abundance toward every good deed. Amen. Thank you, Lord. He Amen. is good. <laughs> we have an abundance toward every good deed, being fruitful, multiplying, subduing, and taking dominion. So uh, on our next slide, we have, uh, I've put this in there. I got this from a book in my library. <laughs> and it's self-control is a byproduct of spirit-inspired vision. It derives its strength from the joy of having purpose. Wow. Woman, her purpose, position, <laughs> and power. <laughs> that will help you a lot. Yes. To know your purpose, That's position. True. You know, it's, it, I'll tell you, Jesse, you know, you can, you can preach yourself in a corner. You know, they talk about people waxing their floor into mm-hmm. the corner, and now they can't get out of the corner because right. everything's waxed and is wet. Well, preachers can preach themselves into a corner if they're honest with themselves and God. Mm-hmm. You preach yourself into a corner, and mm-hmm. uh, sometimes I have to go practice my own preaching yeah, yeah. when you're dealing with a challenge in your body or things like that. Mm-hmm. You have to practice what you tell everybody else. My husband, Pastor Jack Pigeon, in years back, he would always, I'd, I'd be trying to unload my woes on him, and he would say, what would you tell a woman if she was sitting across the desk from you in your office? <laughs> said, oh, shut up. I don't want to hear that. <laughs> but that is a good question it to is. ask ourselves when right. we're dealing with that. Like, what would I, how would I encourage someone else? Right, because right. we have to encourage ourselves. <laughs> right. And, and one day I had a lady that was in my Bible study years back and she called me up. And she said, you know how you say such and such and such and such. And it was, what's funny is it was on a burled down day for me. I was mm-hmm. having a downer and kind of depressed. And she, I answered the phone and she started saying, you know how you say so-and-so and so-and-so? And I said, yeah. <laughs> she said, and you say so-and-so and so-and-so? And I said, yeah. And you say so-and-so and so-and-so? And I said, yeah. You know, that's she, right. She preached it back to me and made me happy. That's awesome. So <laughs> the word is living mm-hmm. and it's going to be alive and it's never, it never, it never quits. It never ends. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just so fun. <laughs> To have it, in fact, not too long ago, I was feeling kind of um, lack of energy. And I said, Lord, where am I going to get some energy? And I reminded myself, we'd been talking on Thursdays about energeia is the, is the word. The word is quick and powerful, mm-hmm. sharper than any double-edged sword. Well, that word powerful, we get our word energy from. And he mm-hmm. went, you There's get it out energy. of the word. <laughs> yeah, that's, oh, that's right. <laughs> but I think when you... The word helps bring your focus and you self-control is a byproduct of spirit inspired uh, vision. Mm-hmm. So when the, the word is spirit and life and when the Lord, the word gives us vision, spirit inspired vision, which is to be, have Christ conf, uh, 
formed within us. Mm -hmm. You know, we're being conformed into the image of Jesus Christ. Right. That's our vision, not the new dress I want or right. uh, not uh, the new house I want or the car I want. Th those could be visions too. Mm -hmm. I'm not taking that away. In fact, I think really you learn to use your faith on things like that and 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 then you uh, you just learn to use your faith on the smaller things. Then when something major comes along, mm -hmm. it's there for you. Know, you've yeah. practiced. Right. You've practiced learning to believe in a parking lot, a parking place. Yes. <laughs> and cancer is nothing after that. You know? <laughs> but by the way, since I mentioned cancer, just to know that cancer is a is a disease that affects the dust of the earth. And it has to dry up and die when you speak to it. Mm. The right. fear of it is something else. Mm. And so you want to be uh, careful to deal with your fears, to go ahead and let it do its worst and then superimpose the faith of God over it. Mm -hmm. You know? Yes. Amen. So and those are some things we've talked about in the past. But mm -hmm. Self-control is a byproduct of spirit-inspired vision. It derives its strength from the joy of having purpose. Mm -hmm. So there, <laughs> there's a joy yes. when you find purpose. And these next two, this next slide, these, I just threw these in for a little tidbit because <laughs> this always speaks to me because, you know, we're to, to, told to be fruitful, multiply, replenish, mm -hmm. subdue and take dominion. When, when we leave here, what are we going to take with us? You know, and, um, in Thessalonians, 1 Thessalonians 2, 19 and 20, it says, For what is our hope, this is the Apostle Paul, our joy or crown of rejoicing? Are not even you in the presence of our Lord Jesus Christ at his coming? For you are our glory and joy. Mm -hmm. Paul considered the people that he ministered to, the people that he prayed for. Mm -hmm. So the people that are on, in your household, mm -hmm. By the way, I wrote myself a note last week to remind myself to tell you guys, you girls, you people, <laughs> everybody listening, yes, um, that when Rahab, we talked about Rahab a little bit last week, when she hung the scarlet thread out the window and put her whole family in, in the apartment where she lived or mm -hmm. the house where she lived, and they told her, if you hang that thread out and put everybody in here, as long as they stay in here, they won't be damaged. Because the glory of God is passing through the earth. Mm -hmm. And it's a day of judgment and time. And we need to stay tucked away yeah. in his safe place. Amen. And um, so um, Rahab, as long as she kept her family in there. And, and another, another thing I wanted to add to that was that your family, you know, I was telling you, you can write down everybody you think of, your cousins, your aunts, your uncles. Build your household with those people you're going to be believing God for. Uh, and when you, um, your family can be more than just your immediate family. Right. It says in Exodus chapter 12 that the lamb, if it's too big for the household, you can bring your neighbors in. Mm -hmm. So, you know, some people are single people. They don't have a lot of kids. They don't have a lot of family. Mm -hmm. Well, go find the single people at work that need a family right. and make them a part of your family between you and God. Right. Part of your household. Yeah. Mm -hmm. A part of your household. So your fa your household doesn't have to be just your immediate family. Mm -hmm. It can be the people that you have a heart for. Amen. I've had a heart for different actors and actresses through the years. Mm -hmm. And um, 
actually, I'll tell this because she's already gone, but Susan Hayward, you probably don't even know who she is. I don't. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> That's a lot. That's really funny. You don't even know who Susan Hayward is. But anyway, I really, I really liked her as an actress. She ended up with a brain tumor. Oh, wow. And, oh, it just hurt me. I was in my early stages of saved, mm -hmm. and I really prayed for her. And, you know, I found out before she died that, that the nurse or some her son, somebody said that there was a book about miracles, God's, God and miracles, mm -hmm. on her bedside when she died wow. in the hospital. Praise God. So, I mean, your prayers count, you know. And, and, and another time I had an aunt that... Um, I was first saved. I was very first saved. I got saved at home and I was very first saved, but I knew enough mm -hmm. to know that there's heaven and hell. And, and my aunt <clears throat> ended up with throat cancer and had a, had a, was in the hospital. And she had had a substance abuse problem through her life. And I remember saying, Lord, she's lived hell on earth. Please don't let her go to hell. That's all I knew to say. Yeah. I said, Lord, please don't let her go to hell. She lived hell on earth. Please don't let her go to hell. And then I found out that uh, my dad's brother was coming in, and we were going to go out to, I guess my, my dad was already gone, and we were going to go out to um, visit her and my aunt and uncle. And I thought, oh, no, I'm the one that knows. Mm -hmm. I'm going to <laughs> have to say something. You have the responsibility. <laughs> I'm going to have to say something in front of all these people. Oh, Lord, I was so nervous about that. I just was so scared that I was going to have to preach the gospel to somebody. And, and then I didn't. Anyway, when we got there, Aunt Polly was in a coma. And so I was kind of glad, to be honest with you. <laughs> but it took the burden off of me. But I had really prayed for God to spare her mm -hmm. and to have mercy upon her. And uh, do you know that the, at her funeral, mm -hmm. the uh, minister from this nursing home that she was in spoke at her funeral. And he said, you know, I told Pauline that if you, will, if you receive Jesus Christ as your Savior, squeeze my hand. And she did. Aw, thank you, I'm Lord. telling you, the Lord yeah. hears our cry. Yes, amen. And he's, oh, he's going to be faithful. He just needs a person in the earth to cry, That's right. you mm -hmm. know, to say so. Right. So I don't know who's in your life um, that you have a heart for. Mm -hmm. I mean, but follow up on that. Yeah. Whether they're some famous person or who it is. Amen. There's, there's lots of fodder out there. <laughs> uh, another one of these scriptures about Paul where he said his hope and his joy and his crown of rejoicing uh, when he comes in the presence of God is the people that he ministered to and and. You are our glory and our joy, he said. Mm -hmm. When I come before Jesus someday, my ministry to you is going to be my greatest joy. Mm -hmm. That because your prayer life uh, is what you get to lay at his feet. The fruitfulness wow. of your prayer life, you're going to, those are the crowns you lay at his feet. Wow. And you want to have something to lay at his feet. Mm -hmm. I, re I remember another person I prayed for, I was saying to the Lord, Lord, I know um, that they're going to be saved when they die. I mean, I just know you're not going to let them go to hell. Mm -hmm. I just know that. I, I had a confidence in that. But I said, I don't want them to have a deathbed experience. I, mm -hmm. I don't want them to just have a deathbed salvation. I want them to be able to have fruit that they uh, abound to them that they could lay at your feet. Yeah. And you know what? He gave, he gave me that. Yeah. That that person was fruitful before they left the earth. Yeah. 
So he did that for you. He but did that it for me. Was it gave him glory? Yeah, you know, right. It was a, it's something now that you can share right. as a testimony to his glory. That's so true. That's awesome. Hey. <laughs> I'm so glad y'all are here today. Philippians 4:1 says, "Therefore, my brethren, dearly beloved and longed for, my joy and crown." So stand fast in the Lord, my dearly beloved. So see, he's talking to those people that he prays for, mm -hmm. those people that he ministers to, those people that he wrote letters to. And he's saying, you are my joy and my crown. Amen. Who, who are those in your life that are your joy and your crown? Amen. Hmm. That's a good way to put it. Yeah. Who's my joy and my crown? About naming people as my joy and my crown. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good... That's he rejoiced over those people he had instead of woe be gone over him. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes, sometimes we might feel that way. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> I, I was driving down Bright Forest one day and kind of not, not rejoicing. Mm -hmm. And I was reminded that wisdom is, stands before God ever rejoicing mm -hmm. in the works of God. And I went, ew, that's not what I've been doing right now, <laughs> Lord. I'm sorry. So let the word arrest you yeah. sometimes. So, And also uh, our next scripture is 1 Chronicles 16, 29. And to, to bring out the point that order is part of our worship. We're going to look, look at some things. Uh, we're going to be looking at some things uh, about the order of the universe, the order of the kingdom, mm -hmm. and how order is a big part of our worship. Uh, years ago when we were new into the Pentecostal uh, understanding of things. We went to Brazewood Assembly of God. And I remember uh, they had wonderful worship. Oh, it was so good. And they'd turn the lights down and we'd just get lost in the worship, you mm -hmm. know. And I remember telling the Lord one day, Lord, I want to learn to worship you like these people do. <laughs> because people seem to be just lost in this glorious worship. And, and I was worshiping, but I was kind of looking around, you know, and <laughs> seeing if anybody's watching me when I put my hands up, because it was all new to me. And I said, I want to learn to worship you like they do. And he said, just walking right across the room, he said, Mary Jean, the highest form of worship you can give me is to walk in my word. Wow. I was getting caught up in a song, right. singing, mm -hmm. raising your hands, mm -hmm. and that's a part of it. Mm -hmm. But the highest form of worship we can give him is to walk in his word. It's kind of right. like saying the highest and the best is to speak the word only. Yeah, that's good. The if highest, we love him, obey his commands. Right. Yeah. That's true. First uh, Chronicles sixteen twenty nine. Give unto the Lord the glory due unto his name. Bring an offering and come before him. Worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness. And uh, holiness is holy array. And array is a military order to dress or decorate, especially in splendid or impressive attire to set her place in order. So the beauty of holiness is holy array. So we're to give unto the Lord. Now, I want you to look at this scripture. This is a command. Mm -hmm. It's not a, I suggest. Yeah. It's you give unto, it's in the imperative form. You give, you is the understood subject. You give glory unto the Lord. The glory due upon his name. Now we've been talking about uh, why do, uh, your motives for prayer is for his name's sake. It's to get glory in his name. Mm -hmm. uh, bring an offering 
and come before him, worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness. So what offering, if the beauty of uh, come before him and the worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness, that, that offering, <clears throat> excuse me, is the beauty of holiness or the holy array are literally a military order. Wow. So when we keep order, spirit, soul, and body within me, when we keep order in our home, mm -hmm. the wives submit to their husbands, husbands, you know, love the wife as Christ loves the church. When we submit to the order of the word of God, mm -hmm. uh, that is a form of our worship. Amen. So we need to remember that because sometimes it ain't an easy job. Yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so husband, someday you'll have to believe God through another person like women do. <laughs> right. <laughs> you'll have to trust the Lord through a man yeah. like women do. And um, so we need to help each other because understanding the woman when they don't have a clue what she's talking about and yeah. <laughs> believing God through another person when you're not, you know, it's, we both have challenges right, right. in our roles, in our order. So, so there we go. Uh, give unto the Lord the glory due his name. Bring an offering and come before him. Worship him in the beauty of holiness or worship him in military order. And um, that, that will, we're not going to get into it today, but that, that does um, bring in the role of the woman in submission. Mm -hmm. the, when she submits submission, it, you can't have that order without somebody submitting somewhere. Mm -hmm. And so submission is a voluntary act. It's not where a man makes the woman submit to him. Mm -hmm. it's, she does it voluntarily mm -hmm. because she chooses to worship God that way. Right. As a part of her worship to the Lord. Mm -hmm. and, it, and it is a military term. And you see that in this book right here. <laughs> woman Imagined. And we get into that. So there is an order. And it's a part of our worship. John three sixteen and 17 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. For God sent not his son into the world to condemn the world, but that through him he, he might be saved. Through him might be saved. That's a powerful scripture. And I know everybody knows it and it's been around for, you know, it's been around for years. But, um, <laughs> but um, if you look at it through another paradigm, prism, um, you can get more out of it. I'm not taking away from the fact that God so loved the world that he died for the souls of men. Mm -hmm. that's, that's a fact. But also he so loved the world, the world has to do with is... Uh, uh, cosmos in the, the next uh, slide will show you that mm -hmm. the world is adorning an apt and harmonious arrangement or constitution order government ornament decoration the arrangement of the stars the heavenly host it has to do with the universe it has to do with orderly arrangement mm -hmm. and uh, so God so loved the orderly arrangement of his creation mm the harmony that he put it in. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't know physics and all that, but they do say if just the slightest little on the out there, we'd all blow away or something. Right. <laughs> so he so loved the, he so loved the world, the mm -hmm. orderly arrangement, the harmony and all that he had created. He loved the order that he had put everything in. He loved that so much that he was willing to die to get everything back into order. 
I mean, think about it. When, when the fall came, man went completely out of order. The spirit man died. The soul cook took over mm-hmm. and the body began to corrupt right away. Yeah. So. And he's so specific about everything. He's so mm-hmm. specific about, like you were saying, how he orchestrated the, the universe, yeah. you know, the planets, the stars, you know, how, who he put where. And then even with us as individuals, mm-hmm. like you're so uniquely, specifically made That's with true. an order to the way you were designed and an order for your life, your, the plans for your life true. and the positions that we're in. And like you said, in the family with the the submission and, you know, the wives submitting to the husbands and the children submitting to the parents. I mean, when when we do that out of a worshipful heart, it's such a beautiful picture of how d- God designed this his beautiful order. family his, his, work. His, his universe. Right. Yeah. It's just sort of, hmm, I think yeah. Jesse, I need to pause and think I know. about that. <laughs> well, all of this, it's it makes so- me like want to sit up really straight well, and no. <laughs> get in order here. Well, okay. But look at that. Look at that. Uh, where did I have uh, spirit inspired vision? Where is that? Where is it? Oh, right. The self control. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. self control is a is a result of spirit inspired vision. You want me to read right? the quote? Yeah, read it. Quote. Self control is a byproduct of spirit inspired vision, and it derives from it derives its strength from the joy of having purpose. Right. So when you understand a woman, her purpose, Mm -hmm. position, and power, Mm -hmm. woman, one of these days I just want to just get up there and raw preach and not try to show you all the scriptures and just tell you what I, what I believe, you know, and I do believe Mm -hmm. and uh, that um, women are so out of order today Mm. in the church and out of the church. Yeah. And that men are suffering for it. Mm-hmm. And they're told, we're the fathers in the household. Well, women, we make them fathers. That's we make true. them leaders. We make, we make a man a man yeah. by our behavior and how we treat them. Yep. And if you want your man to be a man, don't, make him, don't cripple him by doing everything because that's the way you want it done. Let, mm-hmm. him, let him do it the way he does it, mm-hmm. you know? And don't let him just do whatever either. Yeah, well, I mean, that's we right. Well, that's that's true. I'm glad <laughs> I guess there's two sides of that. There are two extremes in that. Well, sense. she was to stand boldly out opposite mm-hmm. and and declare and decree to him. Mm-hmm. She was to bring words to him because he was failing in his assignment, mm-hmm. and she was to bring words to him and stand boldly out opposite him. And so there was a. A lady that I learned from in my early days of studying all this, mm-hmm. and she said, she said, you know, we carry them on our back out to the middle of the river, and then we get tired of the weight and dump them, <laughs> and they drown, and we get mad at them for that because we never did let them learn how to swim. <laughs> oh wow! And there's, you know, every individual thinks they know how this ought to work. Yeah. So you bring two individuals together, and the woman wanted it done yesterday, and the man <laughs> may not want it to do it till next Wednesday. <laughs> So she's got to pull back and come up under and believe God with him, for him, mm-hmm. and allow him to do it in his way and encourage him in it. Yeah. And be there even if he messes up. Right. Right. <laughs> but if he goes to mess up, I mean, I have been known to say, well, maybe I shouldn't tell you what I've been known to say. 
<laughs> you wouldn't ever I, I wouldn't, say. No, I wouldn't ever. Well, some women need a gag order on them. I was mm-hmm. one of those because it comes out. If it comes in my head, it's going to come out of my mouth. And other women need to stand up for themselves and not let the guy mm-hmm. uh, abuse them verbally. Mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't let that happen. I did it 16. After that, I was done. <laughs> I wouldn't do that anymore. Yeah. So, um, uh, but we do need to stand up. And, and that's what I was praying for for my boys. We have three boys. And that is that their wife would be submissive and honor them and yet strong enough to confront them when necessary. Mm-hmm. Just to speak truth. Right, to speak yeah. truth into their life and not be afraid to do that. Mm-hmm. So we're called to do both. Uh, if a man gets in trouble and the wife's just standing there, she's as guilty as he is, <laughs> yeah. you know? Yeah. What do you think? They're one. <laughs> That's we, right. We both have a, a responsibility. That's why he needs to take care of his wife because she's his little nuclear blast off over here. <laughs> and she, she's the one that's going to help him. Okay, so God so loved the order that he created his world in. And, um, and that's the adorning and the, uh, con- the arrangement. And um, then another scripture, and, and I didn't put the scripture on here, but it's in Second Thessalonians chapter 3, verses 1. Finally, brethren, pray for us that the word of the Lord may, run f- may have free course and be glorified even as it is with you, and that we may be delivered from unreasonable and wicked men, for all men have not faith. But the Lord is faithful and will establish you and keep you from evil. So unreasonable is out of place. Mm -hmm. So here we go with the order again. Mm -hmm. Remember, uh, beauty of holiness is a military order and it's a part of worship and an offering that we bring in as a worship. Mm -hmm. When you submit yourself to your boss at work, when you submit yourself to um, the pastor at church, Mm -hmm. when you submit yourself, ladies, to your husband, and I think all of us being more submissive to the elderly in knowing they've been around. I mean, just, just an attitude sure. of um, not a haughty attitude mm-hmm. about them, a respect for their right. years. Mm-hmm. I, I remember telling a lady once, or she was getting ready. She was 70 and I was a lot younger. And I said, you know, I'm just old enough to appreciate your years in the ministry because I know she had to have gone through some things to even get that far in her ministry. Amen. And to be 70 years old. Yeah, there's wisdom there. Yeah. We have to respect that. And And there's a submissive attitude about respecting the elderly. Mm -hmm. And women, even if you're a woman that has, uh, that runs the... um, uh, at a corporation, maybe you have a high power job mm-hmm. and you're in charge of some men, even if that's so, mm-hmm. then uh, you, uh, you you show them honor as men. Right. You show their image, man made in the image of God. You show honor to that. Yeah. Even though you're their boss. Mm-hmm. Instead of like, Anything you can do, I can do better. Mm-hmm. I'm stronger and better than you are. You know, that's kind of what women have pulled up, and that doesn't work. Yeah. So <laughs> you can win them. You can win them by honoring them. Amen? Amen. Yes. So Amen. I, I think, um, gee, I wanted to get into spiritual warfare, but we, did, we were running <laughs> out of time. So next week, 
Yes. You come back next week. We're going to talk about some wonderful spiritual warfare. The rulers of the darkness of this world. And remember, in Genesis 1.16, it says, The sun and the moon, the, the sun has dominion over the day. The moon, which is like the role of the woman, has dominion in the night. Mm-hmm. And, and so... Uh, the rulers of the darkness of this world, they, they are part of the principalities, powers, rulers of the darkness and spiritual wickedness in high places. Those are the demonic strongholds, spirits that we have our warfare with. And if you're going to come in, go into prayer for anybody, you're going to have to face some of these dudes sometime. Yeah. And so you need to know how they work and, and also come back next week and we'll look at the rulers because as women... And as the church, because the church is in the position of the mm-hmm. female part, because she's the bride, mm-hmm. right? So as our positional authority there, uh, we have a, a, a strong anointing to deal with the rulers of the darkness of this world. Amen. So you need to come back and find out. <laughs> Amen. Yes. So there. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you all for joining us. I'm just going to say hi to some ladies because we oh, didn't, we didn't uh, do that earlier, but... Miss Linda Messner, Thanks, and Linda. Miss Raja, Miss Carmen, Miss Barbara, Miss Leanna, Miss Emery. Hey, Emery. We had a lot of Barbara, our, all of you our girls. girlfriends with us Bless today. You. <laughs> so yes. we're glad you joined us. Our little virtual Bible study. Yes. You don't have to get in the car or go anywhere. You can sit yep. there in your bunny shoes and... <laughs> <laughs> and your cup of coffee or and your, your lunch. your cup of coffee or, or your lunch. <laughs> and we just, we just thank you for uh, telling us that you're there. Yes. Share it with other people because it, it is a Bible study. Amen. And we need to know the Bible in the days ahead for sure. Yes. Amen. Amen. Well, thanks for being with us. God we love you all you. and we'll see you next week. Amen. Bye-bye.